Hello and welcome to the Dolecast. We're back. It's episode 13, I think. And boy, boy, do we have a podcast for you. This week we have the one and only Joel Magician off TikTok. 3 million uh, TikTok followers, uh, 70 million likes. I mean, the guy, the guy struck gold. He's done something right. And he's, he's incredible. He's a really, really genuine, nice guy. And uh, yeah, we asked him to come on the podcast and he's come on. And uh, we haven't actually recorded the interview yet. We're about to record that in about 40 minutes. Um, but yeah, I don't know why you need to know that pointless information. But yes, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what else to say. This is going to cut straight into the actual just, interview just with Joel. The, this is the first time we're doing the podcast on Zoom. Yeah. Because Joel, we're using Zoom with Joel. We don't know how long the interview will be with Joel. Um, if the audio is bad, uh, you know, deal with it. Yeah, you can, you can go to another podcast. Thing I didn't mention is that it's the one year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Of the podcast. So we'll, so we'll talk about that with Joel as well. But yeah, one year anniversary of the, of the podcast, the day this comes out, all, all things willing. Uh, so yes, just, just before we cut to Joel, I'd like to say a massive thank you to everyone that's downloaded uh, listened, reviewed the podcast over the past year, um, and every every podcast we're trying to make it better. So thanks very much. Anyway, Sorry. here's Joel. Well, lads, here we are. We've got Joel on the podcast. Yeah. How are you, Joel? What's happening, folks? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. It's a pleasure. Uh, yes, no, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. It's, it's great <laughs> to have you on. Uh, uh, so throughout this, we're just going to chat a bit about uh, you, what you've been doing over lockdown what you've been doing absolutely up until now stuff like that um mm. and obviously you're a magician i mean you're you're three million tiktok <laughs> followers speak for themselves i mean that is this is true i make my living lying to people and making it seem like it's fun that's kind of that's We're the nice way of putting it what else could you ask for apart from that you know it's uh, true yeah. yeah no it's i i'm a magician have been for well i guess four years now full time but since i was a little kid so I can't imagine I mean, doing anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, the, I, you say the making the fun part. At least it is still fun to you, you know, because like people can do a profession for years and it's just not fun anymore. Yeah, you know. Well, so this is it. All... Yeah, I think I kind of stumbled into what I like quite early, but I'm lucky. Even when I take time off now, I find myself wanting to still do the magic thing, which is, I guess, yeah. a good sign because, uh, you know, if you're wanting to do something when you're in your free time, that means you really like it. So I'm, yeah. I guess, I'm it's lucky. To get back out. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and then I feel yeah. fortunate. It is a weird living. I got to. It's not the most, yeah, <laughs> not the most yeah. standard route. Yeah, <laughs> granted, but, but it is certainly fun. You're right. Yeah, I mean, you've had obviously some incredible experiences, like doing magic and stuff like that. You've done. Correct me if I'm wrong. You've done interview. Or you've done magic with like the Love Island cast, like with the Love Island cast, haven't you? Yeah, wow. yeah, those guys were sweet. That was the funniest thing of all time because I remember watching the show that year. Yeah. In like on and off, I try not to get too hooked, but guilty, you know. It's a mm-hmm. who nice. doesn't like aspects I, of that show at times, you know. I, I had to watch one, one episode of it, like, and it's just trash TV, but I do see oh, how addictive it is. Chewing you know? gum for the eyes. I actually, the, I know this year was cancelled, but the year before, or maybe it was the Christmas version or whatever it was, mm. I watched one episode and just had to go, no, not yeah. again. I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't dedicate I my life to this show one more time. So, but it was funny because I watched the show for that year. And the one person on the show that I really, really didn't like on TV 
I'll, I'll not name because just in case on the off yeah. chance that oh. one day this gets seen is uh it was Anna it was Anna I didn't like Anna on TV but <laughs> I just life, dropped it <laughs> yeah I didn't I don't think anyone did on TV but in person she was the loveliest out of all of them she was a uh, she was absolutely yeah. delightful so I think that show really does it pushes the audience to view people in a certain way. Yeah, exactly. Because I yeah. always wondered why so many people liked her in the house when she was so annoying on TV, but she clearly was only like that five minutes a day. And that yeah. gets, you know, I used to plan up for TV, plan up for TV. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. Love well, Anna's Love Anna's crazy in general, you know, with all the... How, how do you come into, like, meeting with them? Is it just by off chance or is that planned or whatever? How does that happen? Um, it, it's a bit of both, really. I mean, for the most part, you've got to kind of hustle your way in. It's easier now that I have some sort of, like, social proof. So, yeah. you know, I'm able to get in the door. But at the start, it was really a case of just just asking and not, like, off, knocking yeah. down doors and doing it. I mean, the first kind of celebrity that I met, I remember, was at a festival. I can't even remember which one. It was in Belfast. You guys might remember the name. It was when Martin Garrix and Zara Larson and that lot. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Doing yeah. a show. I, I can't remember what it was. But I remember getting in backstage there because my management also represented bands. But even then, you still have to do the whole knocking on the on the door of the, yeah. <laughs> of the celebrities. And, hey, excuse but to be fair, most people do like magic, which makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. Very few people yeah. are going to be like, nah, we don't want to see a trick. Most people yeah. will say yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you've been doing magic your whole life, haven't you? Yeah, mainly. Near yeah. enough. Yeah. I can't remember not doing it, Yeah, <laughs> to, be, to be totally honest, because I think it was around five or six when I first picked it up, and at that age, I mean, you don't remember anything before that, yeah. to be honest. So yeah. I was, I, can't, I mean, the, the way I got into it was quite strange in that there's no magicians in my family or anything like that. It's not like I inherited the skill. It was more so that my grandfather was and still is a big fan of magic. He loved Paul Daniels when he was about rest in peace, but he used to watch him all the time. And then when we were in America for a family holiday, there was a little magic shop. We went in together intending just to kind of browse through, but ended up staying there for half the holiday. So yeah. I got brought a couple of tricks. One was like with a pen and there was a card trick and stuff like that. And I got hooked. And then it's just kind of continued yeah. to grow from there. I mean, yeah, 100%. I, I did magic. I don't know if you remember, I originally messaged you, it was like donkeys ago, and I used to do magic. And like, I, I was, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'll not call myself a professional, but I'm pretty good. So, <laughs> Nowhere um, near it. Nowhere near it. There was this one time I'd done a, I'd done a trick. It's, I don't know if you've ever seen Chris Pratt on the No, um, not the No One Show. He's not that good. Graham yeah. Norton. Graham Norton. Norton. Yeah, Graham Norton. That's right. And he, and he did the trick where, you slap the uh, the cards of the hand, and I really loved Good that. Trick. Yeah, and I wanted I wanted to go learn it, so I mm. I went off. I learned it, and then uh, I was at a youth club, and I was just I was like walking from place to place, left, right, and center, dishing this magic card. This magic one trick, star of the show, and this <laughs> one guy, this one guy who who you know it takes a lot to impress this boy, came in mm. and like, can I have a go? So I was you know shuffling the cards and the way trick was set up it, it required me to do a wee bit of fiddling beforehand and i was yeah oh no i'm shuffling the cards and and he went can i shuffle the cards and i was like <laughs> uh, question. i yeah. don't want to say no but i don't want to say yes. yes so i was like yeah 100%. sure yeah sure go for yeah. it and he shuffled the cards and i'm thinking there's no way i can do this i am i'm, I'm <laughs> stuffed here and he handed me it back and I was just flicking through the cards and going, I have no clue what card, what this card is. And got to the end, I slapped it out of his hand, which, which still impressed me to this day. The one card remains. I slapped it out of his hand, there's one left, turned it over. Is this your card? 
not even close. Just completely. No. Yeah, no. just not even close. Uh, Next time you yeah. tell that story, you should tell everyone you got it right. Exactly. Like Luke's, and that would make yeah. the story fantastic. That was, that was, do you know what though? That happens at some point to every magician. I remember yeah. I got my first kind of paid proper gig whenever I was 12, maybe 13 at a push. And I used to do restaurant magic in a cabaret oh. place in, in Belfast. I definitely shouldn't have been working in there because it's you know, <laughs> over 18 to start off with. But uh, I used to go around to booths and do magic tricks. And, you know, I was very comfortable doing stuff for friends and family or whatever it was. But suddenly you're up against like drunk 40 year old men yeah. and women. Who, yeah. They they don't care about your feelings. And they're like, give me the cards, let me shuffle the cards. And you suddenly yeah. realize that you have to start tailoring your material for a more yeah, social exactly. environment yeah. but that's that's how you get good i think like most magicians stop just before that point because it's quite painful to go through that mm -hmm. but if you can push through performing for people over and over and over again you just get quite comfortable with any situation 100%. yeah you'd be surprised by the way how many times you just get lucky doing stuff like that i mean sometimes you do you get into a pinch and you just go for it and most of the time you can you can nail it yeah. yeah. There, was, there was one yeah. trick he, yeah. He, yeah. Sorry. There was one trick Daniel did where he got like the, he got a table right and there was three cards and, and he went like oh he put his hands over the cards. He's sort of telepathically yeah. telling is this your card? So he turned away, say oh. pick your card and I'm watching and we're sitting down at a table and he come back and I know what card they've picked and he goes like this, this and I say this is the card, I just boot him under the table and then <laughs> and, you know, and then he goes no, I sometimes it'd be like, like flinching, like having a lot of pain, you know. And this girl was absolutely like she was blown away. Oh, she thought had to I did it about twenty three times. He did it about twenty three times before she said, "Right, everyone, turn around. I'm the only oh, one no. picking the card." Daniel comes back in with the big. The, the Conor McGregor walks essentially walks in, <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, "Oh yeah, here we go, twenty fourth time the charm." And I look, and I look at him, and he looks at me, and he's like, and I'm like. And I get up, and I think he knew it was wrong when I got up, I got up and mm -hmm. went to go get a drink. And he was oh, like, he knew. Oh, unbelievable. unbelievable. <laughs> I think you almost got close. Like it's, it's, it's like a one in three chance. Yeah. You almost got close, but no, mm -hmm. no you, you can't yeah. really flick your way. Like, you know, over and over again, it just has to, you know, yeah. if you're one trick 100%. Pony, pony, you know? Yeah, you quit while you're ahead at that yeah. point. There's a classic rule in magic, which is never do the same trick twice. And that's one of the reasons yeah. for it. Because yeah. every time you do it again, you're just giving them more of a lesson as to what might mm -hmm. happen. But having said that, there are some tricks that I used to just do over and over again on yeah. people. Because it's just too much fun. When it's a simple method and they just can't spot it, you know, that's mm -hmm. the, that is yeah. the best. I, think, I, I think used to do a trick with the dice like that. So, no, go ahead. I was about to say, I think that like a part of it is overlooking and overthinking it. You know, yes. it's well, obviously about misdirection and what have you, but like you you really want to figure out how it's done and then you just overlook something really, really simple. And that's, that's just always it. That. That's always, always it. It's always and really, really good magicians are fantastic at making everything that isn't important to the method look really important. And the ten yeah. percent that actually matters, you forget about that, yeah. you know. I remember the first time I went to see Darren Brown in theatre, I was twelve. Yeah, I think it was about 12. And I left and I, I swear I had a hit, like a headache because I couldn't mm -hmm. figure out how any of the stuff could possibly work. And of course, 10 years later, I look at it and it's all so, so simple. It's yeah. obvious, tiny little things that you just completely overlook at the time. But it creates wonders, you know. Yeah. I, just, I have a question. Sorry, I just completely just, just something hit me. I was like, see if you watch like magic movies, like, you know, for example, Now You See Me or, or something yeah. like that. Do you look at those and go like, Oh, I could do that, or I know how that would be done, or or is it like just moving? You go, that's that's impossible, even for a movie. 
Well, you know, the Now You See Me movie actually was pretty good. It kept pretty true to what could, I mean, obviously grandiose, it would, it would never happen in real life, but I mean, it could happen. A lot of the technique they were using was pretty possible. Uh, I mean, there was hypnosis in there and there was sleight of hand. There was a lot of that. Some of it was a little bit like, mm. yeah. but you could probably still accomplish the same stuff. I know the second movie took it a little bit further again yeah. and made it more superhero. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, for me, I think, for the most part, magic movies I've seen have been pretty good. Have, have you seen the, uh, the movie The Prestige? I was about to say that. Fantastic. I it's a personal it. favourite. It's yeah. really good. Of course there is. I'm not going to spoiler alert it, yeah. but there is. Like, you know, there's that the one. Movie, but, yeah. There's a one yeah, but for the most part, the magic's yeah. pretty true. I mean, they have the vanishing bird cage and there's the bullet mm -hmm. cast trick and stuff like that. All classic tricks, which nowadays wouldn't fool anyone. But back in the yeah. day, killed. You know, uh, that's killed. the problem with audiences uh, growing and evolving and like once on one person's seen one thing, essentially everyone's seen it. That's the that's the annoying thing is and that's it, yeah. I mean sadly at the minute for magicians, although not sadly at the same time, these days videos that are put out online explaining mm -hmm. the tricks sometimes perform better than the videos of the, the trick itself. Mm -hmm. Which is which is a shame in some ways, but also it's a good thing in that magicians now have to get more creative with the methods they use. Yeah. That sort of happens. I don't know if either of you guys saw the show The Masked Magician years ago. I think it's on Netflix now, where it's just a guy in a mask revealing all of the Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that got a lot of hate, but truthfully, it meant that magicians had to change their change their acts, and that was mm. probably a good thing, because mm. it means you don't get outdated, and every yeah. now and again, that's going to happen. Um, you know Penn and Teller? I think they had an entire show where they just debunked, and I'm pretty sure they got moved from the... Is it the Magician's Code or something? Were they just yeah, the Magic Circle? So, so they Body say. Zone. I love Penn and Teller. I've been a lifelong fan of those guys. They're brilliant. And actually, yeah. I was planning this summer on heading out to Vegas to go see all of my favorite oh, magicians. Wow. But of course, this I know we're going to be there. But of course, you know, yeah. these, <laughs> it's always next happen. time, I suppose. Which is well, exactly. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Right fingers crossed. Hopefully. But it's getting to the yeah. point now where a lot of these big names they're probably going to wrap up their shows in about five, mm -hmm. ten years. Yeah, they're getting older. You know, Penn yeah, I mean, even people who are like the younger Vegas performers, like say Chris Angel, they're now in their 50s. I know mm -hmm. it's, uh, you know, eventually you can only escape upside down from a straitjacket for so many years before yeah. you give in. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. no, I remember you've really blown up in the past, you know, sort of six months, especially on TikTok, you know. Like yeah. I, yeah. It's, TikTok's a weird one, man, because it's, it's kind of leveled the playing field a little bit in that anybody who has some sort of talent or is willing to be persistent can blow up. Mm -hmm. It's the easiest thing in the world and the hardest thing in the world at the same time. I mean, you yeah. have to have, I think, unless you get very, very lucky, which I know some people who have, it is a shift to do pretty well in there. I mean, you have to be willing to, to just keep posting every single day yeah. because although it's true that you can get one video overnight with a million views, it's not like Instagram or YouTube where then the next time you upload a video, you're going to get a million again. You yeah. can upload a video, get one million yeah. views, think you're a superstar, and then get 10 views the next day. And that happens yeah. to people yeah. all the time, which I mean, is where people tend to quit rather than continue. Yeah, exactly. They we, keep, and then know, slowly it builds. We know this guy. A lot guy, of it's the, yeah. the algorithm. Yeah, Longsdale. We know this guy called Ben Longsdale, and he's listening to this right now probably. He posts consistently every single day, and every yeah. day he's half five. I don't know. I don't know whether that's true, but half five sort of best in the book there, whatever. And consistently, every single day, every single day. And there's sometimes mm -hmm. we won't get that many views. You have to later put it back up and say, "Oh, TikTok took it down" or something ridiculous like that, <laughs> and then put it back up. Yeah. And is he doing well on TikTok? It it just very. It just depends. He, <laughs> he says he, yeah. It's um. Yeah, well, I feel a lot of it's the, the algorithm. Is, you know. Yeah, it, it it does have a lot to do with the algorithm. The more 
I mean, you can get really lucky. To be fair, the more I do it, the more you can kind of tell in advance if something's going to do well or not. Mm -hmm. You just have a feel for it, but you can't control it. I mean, for all I know, tomorrow TikTok might just slice my reach in half and it all disappear. There's nothing you can do about it. So you have to be prepared for that, which is why it's important, I think, to build a brand rather than just using viral hacks all the time because you want people to end up searching for you rather than you popping up on their page but no there's certainly a trick to it i remember when i started going fairly heavy at it about really this kind of started lockdown what was that two three months ago and i was posting some six to eight times a day sometimes like spaced out one hour alarm set everything and then i did that for so long it worked and then i realized actually it's less to do with <laughs> when you post it's more to do with just how good the video is <laughs> and yeah. that's the simple truth most people yeah. tend to ignore you there's all these tactics and tricks and the hashtags yeah. and although that's important that's just the extra like five percent you know yeah, exactly. uh you, you you really do want quality over quantity when it comes to posting i suppose but you'd think that quantity over quality would at a, at a point just obviously like, if you can get both that's great i mean yeah. i for example, the biggest male TikToker uh, at the minute is still Zach King. He does these like magic illusions. I don't know if you've oh, seen yeah. him. Yeah. And he, he posts once on every five days. Yeah, he started on Vine. He's been out for years. But yeah, he posts. I mean, I'm sure he used to do it more, but one every five days and every single one of his videos goes mm-hmm. up, of course, because he's one of the bigger ones. But he, you know, he was never one of these people who uploaded 20 times a day. I think it depends on the type of content you make. Obviously, for someone like him, he can't post 20 times a day. Yeah. The, the, the the level of work that goes into each video is higher but if you know if you're a comedian or something like that where you can just you can just sit and write jokes all day and then just get like i know a a couple of people that upload 20 times a day and that works for them it just depends i'll tell you one thing i took my head away (laughs) no way i couldn't do it no i couldn't do it i know usually do two a day that's where that's that's still that's still like consistent though that's like fair play you know well this is it you know that's like But I'd rather post two a day for two months than upload 20 times a day once. Yeah. And that's, I think people fall into that trap of putting all their stuff out at once and then not, <laughs> not yeah, posting then again. You've got no ideas time. left, you know, you've got no Exactly. Videos. You've got yeah. to space it out. This yeah. is it. That's something I used to do badly is I would post 68 times a day and then go, well, what next? And then it's a panic to find 68 more ideas. Yeah. And of course, mm-hmm. those 68 videos aren't going to be as good because you've done them all in one day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. No, I mean, I, when it comes to like filming those, you know, outside in Belfast, those sort of street videos, like mm-hmm. how how long did it take to film one, or like has anything went wrong with those, or you know, what's been they <laughs> got like one done in one take, you know, sort of that sort of thing. Yeah, well, to be fair, the ones like outside in Belfast and stuff, uh, usually they are one take wonders because they have to be. You just don't want to be standing on the street doing a video over and over and over and over again because people inevitably people are going to start watching coming over and asking then it gets harder to do the take so yeah, yeah. i mean obviously with lockdown i haven't been able to go out and do those so i find a new style that kind of works but whenever it all gets lifted eventually uh, it'll be back out and doing that stuff obviously there's times that you film something and you have to trash it we did a street magic compilation maybe a year or two years ago which was for youtube i haven't done much youtube content at all but that took all day of shooting from like eight in the morning through till five and it ended up being a four minute video. I just, yeah. <laughs> not because the tricks aren't wrong, but because the reactions just aren't that strong for Northern Irish people for the most part. Well, we have done, we have tried to get uh, in videos with each other for genuinely must be the better half of the year. Uh, Absolutely. We've, we, uh, I think I texted you around uh, just before sort of Christmas time about uh, I was doing this big Christmas thing on YouTube and mm-hmm. 
we tried it must have been like four or five times we tried and we could just never, <laughs> never get it to work and then that's right recently uh i was doing another video to do with to do with tech talks and i was getting a little bit of complaints from people with uh saying you know it's not him and then a text you and absolute legend uh provided um but yeah we definitely we've been trying to trying to do videos back and forth uh in in sort of belfast for about must have been must have been four or five times now it's been a while yeah we'll, we'll need to actually get some of the sort of out in public yes, whenever all this goes back you know, i think that lockdown has like given us a lack of excuses now <laughs> because yeah. creators now as well we realize how much freedom we had when we could go out and film out in public and stuff. And now that's taken away. Everyone's having to get super creative in the yeah. house. So whenever that goes back to normal, I'm sure everyone's going to want to get out and start shooting again. Having uh, said that, I do think eventually, and this maybe isn't the popular opinion, but I do think when lockdown ends, it's going to be easier again for people to go viral on TikTok because um, at the minute it's so yeah. saturated with people who are just in the house who in wouldn't house, usually yeah. be posting. Exactly. And as soon as it goes back to normal, people go back to work and back to school. You won't have just random, random people going viral anymore. It's not, not as often anyway. Yeah, yeah. I They'll mean, go back to the normal sort of ones yeah. that were always there. You know, we did yeah, I the consistent doing, ones. Yeah, yeah, we. I was doing. I was doing. I do YouTube night like most. Uh, genuinely, about two thirds of my YouTube videos were all based outside, recorded with people. You know, with people behind yeah. the camera. And yeah. I did, it must have been two videos, and then I've just, in general, with lockdown, just sort of quit it, because there's no, yeah. there's, you've run out of ideas so easily. Um, you do, this is it. I mean, for me, obviously, lockdown in some ways is obviously the worst thing of all time because of why. For me, it's, I guess, been like a, like a career blessing in disguise, because it's, it's taken away all excuses in that whenever it did cut, I suddenly can't make money doing live shows anymore which is yeah. where my income was yeah, i was making yeah. some from tiktok and some from brand deals and stuff but for the most part it was live shows and as soon as that's taken away it was like a, oh gun to my head i need to start making content in the house and you'd be surprised how much you can think of whenever you absolutely have to you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, I, forced to make content you know you did that exactly uh was it the magic room i think it was, it was on monday nights for ages that's I, right. I always, I, I remember sending myself like this Monday, I'll try to get down and see that. <laughs> I can just never, ever get out to it in time. But you, well, often, whenever it goes back to normal, we'll sort you boys out with tickets. <laughs> It'll be fun. Oh, How often did you? Daniel get up and he'll do a trick. And yeah. the beat. Yes. He'll do, he'll do his hand hovering one now. Oh. Come up and just boot him off. That actually happened once before. There was a little girl in the audience who said that she knew a card trick. And I was like, <laughs> absolutely. That's a good trick for the audience. It was cute. Those shows were fun, man. They were really fun. And it was the first, I think, probably the first project that I did genuinely not for monetary reasons at all. Like you have to eat obviously, but I was in a position where I was doing corporate shows and I was making like social media money. So I was able to do a project purely for fun. Um, because the thing with, as you get a bigger like name and you can start to charge more for events, you typically will do less shows. And I missed doing a show every single week, like I would have done before. So I created that room for those of you watching who don't know, it's basically a 10 seater theater in a tiny room that's a room that's been built for a magic show like everything with the walls and everything in the rooms there for a reason yeah so it which was a really really nice idea and it you know it, it worked but it's fun because unlike a big stage magic show where you have a couple of hundred people and there's people coming up on stage every single person in the room is like an arm's length from you so everyone's involved in the magic which is cool very interactive you know i would imagine yeah. i would imagine that you'd be unreal at escape rooms and i've i've just <laughs> 
I think about <laughs> nine. three, and I think we need to get me and Aaron in the escape room, and you and the one next to us, and see who gets out first. <laughs> you, you could have me and you and, and six other people in the room. Yeah, we'll solve the first. Probably still get out first. We'll you know, well, you, and Joel's been out for five minutes. You'd be surprised, minutes. though. You'd be surprised. I, yes, in some ways, and no, in others. Hilariously, the magic room, which is the ten seater room I talked about, is actually joined right beside an escape room. Don't know if you guys knew that, but it's like you walk out of my door and immediately on the left there's an escape room it's yeah. built in the same complex so that's where i got the idea from and i remember while that room was being built i was used as a like a, a test rabbit to see oh, if i could solve the puzzles essentially. yeah and like see that some of the stuff i was i was good at like i could find stuff and see when stuff wasn't right and i could see the cracks in the walls and that sort of thing but if it came down to a puzzle that involved numbers or letters something forget it no way i could yeah. not do it i could not do it and we actually they had to change the escape room the first time because when we did it, we were just like, this is not possible. It's yeah, too hard. <laughs> so yeah. they've changed it I since. Mean, it would have been, it would have been weird if you were really good at the escape room and then nobody else could do it. Yeah. Yes. Like, well, we thought initially about building an escape room that was all magic themed. And I think since then, someone's done it out in the States. I don't know oh. if it ever happened, but, uh, which doesn't matter. Obviously, we can get the copy But uh, yeah, magic-related escape room would be would be cool of course some skills as a magician are useful but you'd be surprised how not useful they are <laughs> in general you know a lot of it's cool but it's not actually uh, yeah. it's not real yeah. life applicable yeah, you know practical yeah exactly i think yeah definitely get a group of 10 of us and stick you in another room we're we're solved it in 55 minutes you sold it in like five so <laughs> Yeah, I just pick the locks and get out. Yeah. That is one thing I remember doing in an escape room. We had to pick a lock. I was good at that because I had learned how to do that with cuffs. Mm -hmm. But that was, that was about it. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. like the more people you have, the more mass hysteria it creates. You know, there's there's people that's screaming. That's definitely true. Like, I know. think three people, you'd be way better for the most part because you could mm -hmm. actually formulate a thought. Hilariously, one of my first TikTok live streams actually was doing an escape room, which was fun because. We essentially had like 600 helpers, but oh, that made it. I made it way worse because trying. Yeah. We're like guys, what do you think we should do next? Yeah. Even if we kind of knew what we should do next, the, yeah. the ideas that people were coming up with were so ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. Like some of the most obscure. Yeah, some obs obscure stuff. There, yeah, there was there was one time I was in an escape room with this like really really young kid, and uh, not not just me and him. Some there was other people there, <laughs> but. Uh, there, Oh goodness! Uh, but we were, we were, and the the plot, was, <laughs> the plot was like a Russian bomb, or whatever. And uh, yeah, and this and this kid, and the, the the doors opened, and it revealed the bomb, and the bomb started beeping, and this kid lost it, like it started going. <laughs> he thought he was doomed. Oh, like he, was, he was, he was, he was off with it. Um, but yeah, no, I've done a few escape rooms. They're they're good fun. I've done one and I was horrible at it, so I wouldn't want to. That would be terrifying, back. though. Can you imagine being a kid uh, and this bomb going off and you can't read really it? It's Russian as I, well, so you can't even read it. Yeah. You know? like, I remember being in a museum as a kid and there was some sort of earthquake simulator, and that stuff scared the hell out of me. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. There's been a. <laughs> I, it used to really scare me. Do you know those space simulations you'd walk into? There was one at Barry's, but like there was like. Mm. You'd walk and then it would lift you up and then you would like go around and you would like time travel or whatever. Uh, that used to yeah. really scare me and people used to want to go on it for me and I was like, oh, okay. That's uh, it's really fun. If you're a magician, you carry all sorts of props. And whenever yeah. I went to Barry's the last time, we went on, on the ghost stream 
and I had a like a fire sparkler on me, which basically fizzes like fire up in the air. And I was on with a couple of people and set that off halfway through and the screams were unbelievable. Oh, because of course they're like, oh my goodness, there's a trap yeah. in the cart. They didn't know what was going on. That probably made the ride better, to be honest. Like, yeah, I should have taken commission at the end, really, shouldn't I? This, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Speaking about props, this, this podcast just made me in a complete stupid magician. I, you ever get those <laughs> light up? You ever get those light up thumbs? Yes. Uh, so like, I, I think light, I have some over there, actually. Yeah, I had a light up thumb. And I threw, I like threw the light to my other hand and I went like this to try and catch it and just flicked the thumb off the end of my wrist. <laughs> and it just went flying into the corner of nowhere. And I'm oh. the person I was doing the trick. If you to. ever want some light entertainment, I don't know if you guys have pets, but dogs go absolutely crazy for those thumbs. They just can't understand what's yeah. happening. Well, well, I actually, I must make a video sometime using the thumb because you can get them for like 99p on eBay now. They used to sell like yeah. 30 quid from Marvin's Magic or whatever back in the day, but now everything's so cheap. And uh, you can get like a, a big pack of them and stand around in a circle with your family and just have these light thumbs throwing them back and forth. And the dogs go ballistic. They don't know what's going on. Yeah, no. I've, oh, I don't know. Looking back, see, I'm, I'm a flipping rope magician. I want to tell you, I must have, there was, during, I think it was not last summer, but the summer before, there was a period, I remember that last summer, there was a period of time where I was obsessed with magic and like mm. any shop we went into, I was like, is there a deck cards in here that I could buy? Like I, I was <laughs> obsessed and like I remember going into Poundland or something. Oh, 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 I'm real. Um, but class. I don't know why I don't know how I've upgraded the limited minutes for class. Um, oh, perfect. I, I don't know why I, was, I, I didn't know what you were on about. I was like, is, he just, is he just reading a text? I was like, what's, what's I thought you just got an email that said, yeah, yeah. some confirmed. I'm like, happy days, man. I'm delighted yeah. for you. <laughs> he's won something. He's like, oh, that's class, right? Moving back. You know, but, like. uh, <laughs> I must have, I think I went in and there was like a four pack of playing cards for, it uh, must have been a pack. Uh. And I went in and I took one and then I was like, oh, this is brilliant. And then we came back later and I was like, yeah, give me two seconds. I think I'll go back and and uh, and get another packet. I must have genuinely about twenty five decks of cards just sent in one big pack. And that's oh, just from that summer that he was obsessed. Yeah. You know, like since like yeah, I haven't touched them. No, at all, you you know? shouldn't feel guilty. Every single magician goes through that yeah. phase where it just consumes them. Like I do remember that for me as well. And I actually had a really fun experience there as a magician because you know whenever you're into magic like all you can think about is like oh I'm gonna buy these cards or get this prop or whatever yeah. and ever since I was a kid like when it was Christmas or birthday time I would get a magic book or a prop or a deck of cards yeah. or whatever it is uh, but like I didn't I grew up in a wealthy family so like it was like sparingly and I would which which yeah. made it exciting whenever I did get oh. stuff but whenever I landed my first TV gig we were given a budget for magic and holy moly my brain was just like here we, I'm gonna go all out because suddenly there was money to spend just on magic tricks yeah. it was like Christmas day from every single day as a child rolled into one it was the best yeah. and I got that out of my system now which is good uh, do you ever yeah. watch uh, Chris Ramsey on YouTube yeah, I got to hang out with uh, really? Chris at the, yeah, yeah, so we were at the Blackpool Magic Convention, which is the world's yeah, biggest yeah, magic yeah. convention, and I was there for the first time this year. Chris is just a lovely guy, he's really, really welcoming, makes, yeah. actually, I really, I, I doubt he'll end up here in this, but if you are, Chris, you made me feel very welcome in a group that I wasn't part of, so thank yeah. you. He's, uh, he's a super cool guy. Yeah, no, I, I've watched him a few times, he has an unbelievable amount of, of uh, Literally forgot what decks of cards. You'd think speaking of magician, yeah, you know what decks of cards are. But, Crazy. Uh, no, he he's super good with the cards though, and like built a really good brand for himself. In, mm -hmm. in the last couple of years, he's just exploded. 
bless him, like he can't walk anywhere around that Blackpool Magic yeah. convention oh. there. Like he just gets stuck oh, yeah. because gets... in Magic, like obviously you have A-list celebrities in real life, but you also have like A-list magicians, magician celebrities, you yeah. know, and he is like top at the minute. Yeah. Everyone just so walking into the bars and stuff. Sorry, you can hear dogs barking in the background, by the way. Must be pizza, right? But uh, yeah, it's he he has it crazy. Super nice guy. Uh, and they call me the king of transitions. It's no big deal. Speaking of A-lister magicians, yeah, I know, as I said. Yeah, tiny version. You were in Dynamo's uh, video for throwing the, uh, the card tricks. That's class. That's unbelievable. Yeah, well, I'll tell you how that came about. Just throw, throw a little card here, you know. Um, the reason that came about, so I kind of, I cheated the system, I guess, in a little bit, um, in that my my best friend, he's, he's an Australian guy, Bo, from I out, uh, out in Australia from Melbourne, he moved over here uh, and we basically in the last year become friendly, but he recently, uh, alongside working for me as my consultant, he now works for Dynamo creatively. Okay. So whenever the opportunity came up to recruit magicians, I, uh, I managed to smuggle in there. It was good fun. Yeah, I, that was, that was but it is cool though. Like I've been such a big fan of Dynamo for years. So that was fun. Yeah. Again, I mean, King of Transitions again. He's back again. I've actually got that card here. And you were saying, yeah. Hey, shimmer down, lads. It's not a big deal. I've got it. I've got a deck of cards. Um, I, I, I haven't done this. We won't flip any drop on them already. Um, Am I going to get to see a trick? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope so because no uh, one ever does tricks for me. I always have to do them to other people. So this oh, is exciting, man. I mean, if I fill you, this is going to be some spectacle. I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> Hit oh, me. Right. Okay. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I've just thrown these everywhere. Oh dear! Oh, let's just go on. What a, what a, we'll just talk amongst ourselves while we. Um, yeah, I don't yeah. even. What am I even gonna do? Uh, okay, well, <laughs> right, okay. I gotta tell you though, there's magicians who deliberately drop cards at the start of their mm. set to make the spectators think, "Oh, he doesn't know what he's doing," and yeah. then they just punch him in the gut with something unbelievable. You know, so maybe this sure, is the tactic sure. that Daniel's trying to play in us here. Right, where do you where do you see this? <laughs> oh, I'm making this up off the top of my head. I'll shuffle these both here. Give him a wee quick shuffle. Uh, yes, sir. Just, oh, let's uh, just, just tell me when to stop. So just say stop whenever. Uh, stop. Okay. Unreal. Okay. So I'm not going to look at it. Don't, don't worry. Oh, that's yeah. all. I actually that we're looking for this card instead. Uh, so I got that's, it. Your, that's your card. Okay. Yes, sir. I'm going to. Shuffle the cards about. I'm not a Scooby Doo when I do them. <laughs> We're gonna shuffle the cards about. We're gonna split the cards. Can I see this? We're gonna split the cards into two piles, and then I'm just gonna magically it'd be good if I'm just gonna kick them under the table. We're gonna magically just pick Joel's card from thin air. If this works, I'm ready. I'm, I'm so ready. Really taking on magic. If this works, I'm fully taking on magic. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Joel's card is. If you get this right, we're going to be very impressed. You know that. that? Was that? Yes. Oh, you know what's oh. that? No, it's not. Oh, it's that not. wasn't it. Oh, that's disgusting. Was oh You're a no, loser, Daniel. You're what a loser. waste! What a waste of a. What no. Your, what was your card? Card was the Jack of Clubs. Hold on, I'm going to ask you again in a second. Hold on, two seconds. Uh. You could have, you could have right. actually just went. Oh, can you teach me a trick instead of digging yourself? Oh, and just I'm absolutely. <laughs> you know. I'm, oh, sorry, Joel. What was you, what was your card, Joel? Sorry. The jacket well, clubs there, you mean, Daniel. The, you mean this one here? Oh. Hey. Yeah. Do you know what's crazy done? as well? Right. You were obviously holding here. I have a deck card here as well. Yeah. What we can do, right? 
is when you were the ones shuffling the cards, I wouldn't have known where you were going to say stop, right? Yeah. If we just like that and then just pull one out invisibly and just toss it in my pocket. Yeah. So we got it. We get it. Ooh. Yeah, we did it. Unbelievable. I just took it out during the trick. This is why you're a magician and all my. That's okay. You know. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't have real wizard powers. You'd be surprised at what you get away with. Though, see, when you're performing live, like the amount of times that you'll tell someone, you know, you grab a card from the middle and they pick one, and just because they're being careless, you just see it, and then you just, mm. yeah. <laughs> you yeah, just continue as if you don't know. You, you can blow on, people's yeah. minds with that stuff. We're just taking a guess sometimes. Sometimes that works as well. Yeah, yeah. There's, there was one time that happened, and I felt like I scored the winner of the World Cup. I was like this, booyah, and just started yeah. running about the place. Brilliant. Here's Is there any magicians like on Brave Got Talent or anything that you look at and go like, like once again with the movies, but like if there's any like Brave Got Talent ones that like just seem like completely impossible, where they yeah. there was a guy I think he got a golden buzzer because he showed a video of his, his newborn baby, yeah, yeah. Mark. something like two years ago, and it was like yeah, it's, it's yeah, just I, awesome. Mark was, like, Mark was awesome. That was great stuff, and I think with those talent shows, it comes down so much to the story that you're telling around it. Like if he had just done the, that trick and then predicted it himself two years ago, it wouldn't have been as big a thing. But when you wrap it in that amazing story, it becomes yeah. a lot bigger for sure. Uh, I, I think uh, to be fair, like now and again, you still see something as a magician that pulls you, and it's just the best feeling in the world because like what I you know, did. as a magician, you get fooled less and less by nature. The more you, the more you do it. So that feeling of getting fooled is pretty good. There was I remember two years ago on Britain's Got Talent. Um, a guy called Ben Hart who was on, he and he did the most there? amazing thing. Yeah. Sorry. I think I'm. Is he in the near the army or something? Like That's to... not him. That was Richard. This guy. Um. Ben's. Ben's. I. Uh, we have a lot of mutual friends. I haven't actually got to meet him in person, but um, I, I've spoken to Ben before. He does this trick, where he takes a piece of confetti. He has everyone in the audience write down something on a piece of confetti, and then one gets picked. And in this case, it was egg, and he takes. The, piece of confetti says egg and puts it on like a fan and he bounces the confetti up and it slowly transforms into an egg and then he cracks the egg and it's i saw it in person there a black boy lecture and it was just it blew my mind so much it was like watching actual real magic in person you couldn't believe it that would be me screaming witchcraft and walking out the door that's i mean if you want to watch a magician who's going to fool you there's a guy called azzy wind a-s-i-w-i-n-d you should watch his performance on penn and teller Plus, that is a, that's a oh, trick that yeah. I, that is, it is good stuff. Have you, have you ever thought about going on BGT? Um, I, I don't think I would do BGT. I think if I was going to do one of them, I would probably do AGT now, just because most of my audience now is in America. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I, you know, it's just a bigger platform. I mean, don't get me wrong, we've been asked lots of times, scouted, but I just don't think the time's right now. It's yeah. difficult, like, maybe, I'm never going to say never. Maybe, maybe I will. Yeah. One of my uh, friends and someone like, consider a mentor Colin uh, was on it a couple of years ago and just like changed everything for me you know I he mean, was gonna make it anyway but he was he killed on there yeah. I mean Joel when you when you win one of the got talents I'll say he's on the dual cast <laughs> just this is it, you know it's one of my friends is on AGT this year a guy called Ryan Tricks he's on this year uh, his edition was like you should go check it really good stuff mm-hmm. and then on BGT this year, a friend of mine, Damien's on. They love magicians on those talent shows, and they always yeah. do pretty well. Like, I mean, especially that, that, at the start of those shows, they didn't used to, but now you can't get enough of them. That's the thing for me. It's like when, when you see a singer come on the Britain's Got Talent, I'm like, there's X Factor over there for you, you know? Yes. But when you see a magician yes. come on, you're like, cracker. We're yeah. in for a good yeah. show. Yeah, or like you know? when you see, you want to see a dancing dog or something different on Britain's Got Talent. 
yeah. just you don't want to see the singers and the songwriters, although they're amazing. They are very good, but it's not yeah. like there's solely magicians got talent. There's dancing dogs got talent. You know, it's like you know exactly. You know. Yeah, I think those shoes, obviously, if you know what you're doing, have incredible potential. They can change your life overnight oh, for okay. sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the time's right for me to do it. I'm enjoying building my enough. audience up at the moment. But I'm, again, I'm never going to say never. Like, you could see me on ATT next year. I don't know what's going to happen. And I'll stand uh, up although, and I'll say, hey, from the podcast. Hey, from the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Well, the yeah. thing is, I have my own show coming out on BBC. We don't have a date yet. But whenever that comes out, it's saying it might be strange to go from having my own series to then doing a talent show. I'm not sure. Mm. Although I do have friends who have done that. So we'll play it by ear. It's certainly yeah. interesting. Yeah. If I was gonna do it, I'd want to go on and do something absolutely something amazing. Like you, you oh, need yeah. to, yeah, you need to do something huge for sure. In in well, terms of recording that, how was that? How was what was that like recording the the TV show? TV show was great. I mean, we got really really lucky in that the director was just the best. I mean, uh, his name's Joe Campo, and he was just, I mean the best person to work with from day one he just got it he never shot magic for tv before but just emerged himself in watching magic and tv getting to know how to do it and whenever that's the biggest thing is is working with people who when they don't know how to do something they're just like right i'm gonna learn so from the get-go it was really really good i mean the tv show like it's a it's bbc and i so it's not like a dynamo or darren brown budget so we had to get creative and yeah. make it more story driven it was really fun i mean i had the time of my life doing it for sure it was lots of early mornings and late nights getting it done mm-hmm. and that's yeah. only for three half an hour episodes so how people like record yeah. like chris angel did six seasons of mind freak which i don't know how yeah. much work must go into something like that wow. and he's doing big illusion stuff so yeah you know we started small but hopefully hopefully we'll we'll do another yeah. season i think i've done two extra jobs in like film and tv or whatever and like i obviously as an as a pointless worthless extra you just sit back and you're like you just look at everyone else and you're like that's a lot of work and yeah you're, you've probably got about two minutes of film for eight hours of work you know well this is it i mean it was funny because people we were working with kind of there's that stereotype of the talent on screen is usually the person who does the least work but with the magicians tv show that's definitely not the case yeah, yeah. not for us anyway because you yeah. you know if you look at some of the really big magicians um and it's probably what i would want to go towards as well you know you have a big team of consultants around you and you're all working on, but this was just me and one other guy working <laughs> on all the magic for the tv show so it was a lot of work offset and then getting it on set and you know it's, it's interesting because it's not like you're filming a tv show where it's acting like if it goes wrong you kind of have one shot the way our tv show worked is it's not like street magic and stuff. It's we. There's one person or one group of people per episode that you're focused on, which means you really do have one take for each trick. Yeah. And if you balls it up, then that's that whole segment gone and you have to come up yeah. with something else. Yeah. Which made it exciting. It meant that filming happened faster because we had to get it all done in one day. Yeah. It was the nearest thing, I guess, to it being live, I guess. Mm-hmm. Did anything go wrong or did it all go smoothly off? Oh, yeah, loads went wrong. But of course, oh. that's going to happen. You'll never... The thing is, stuff goes wrong in magic all the time but you don't really see it because you can fix it as you go along if you have enough experience. So nothing, nothing drastically went wrong. I mean, there's obviously little bits and pieces like with like technical difficulties and reshoots and stuff, but for the most part, it's pretty smooth, to be fair. Well, yeah. Fair enough. So watch out when it comes out. Then do you, know, yeah. do you don't have a date then, no? Well, it was going to be out already, but because of what's happening now, yeah, uh, yeah. it's just getting promoted and stuff, I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see it. To be honest, we filmed everything in 2019 and then it was edited at the start of 2020 so i've seen it all but 
Oh, and it's almost felt like I, I'm now past that now. Like it's as if yeah. that project's finished and gone, whereas really it hasn't even technically started yeah. yet, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Which is cool in some ways, but it, it is. The worst part, I'll tell you this now, if you ever do a TV show, the worst part of filming a TV show is watching it back in the editing suite. That, I honestly thought I was going to be sick. Like I don't get nervous performing ever now, really, not at all. But see, sitting in the editing suite about to watch it for the first time, mm-hmm. I, I actually yeah. was sweating and shaking. It's because you work, unlike with, say, TikTok, where you film something, you can instantly watch it back and go, ah, I'll not upload that, or, oh, I'll redo it. You work for, like, four months on this show, and you don't see any of it, and it's in someone else's hands, and then you have to sit down and just watch the final result, and you're like, oh, and of course, then you have, like, you have creative input as to what stays and what goes, but that was... That was that was horrible. I wouldn't want to do I, that again. Yeah, I think I have that sort of same thing. Either either editing Daniel's videos where it's like this is a train wreck, or like performing, <laughs> you know, performing doing drama or something, and then you like you record a practice act or you do twenty minutes yeah. rehearsal, watching it back, and you just get this like gut wrenching feeling where it's like nah, yeah. nah. But it, it, it does tend to work out in the end, you know. So oh, of course it does. I think you know if you're any sort of entertainer or performer, you're so used to that immediate feedback. Like if I'm performing a trick on stage, I can instantly gauge what the audience is saying and what they're reacting to. Whereas with a TV show, I'm probably never gonna know really what people yeah. thought of it because I'm never gonna see the raw reaction. The only people that I'm gonna see the raw reaction of are family and friends who are obviously gonna tell me it's good anyway. So yeah. I that's that in of itself is strange. Obviously the ratings and stuff will sort of speak for itself, yeah. but we'll see. No, don't worry. See when I watch it, I give you the full honest opinion. Don't worry. I will, yes, I that's will what I want you to I'll let you know. Make me um, cry, you know, brutally beat me I'll down. Tears of joy, though. Tears of joy. Only you want yeah, tears exactly. of joy. Has there ever, I think you talked about this new TikTok, has there ever been a time where you said you'd hypnotize something, someone and did it, did yeah. it ever go wrong? I've never had hypnotizing someone go really wrong before. I've heard horror stories of people doing it. I play closer to the safe side. I don't do any hypnotherapy either, which a lot of, hypnotists and magicians who can't get work as magicians would go into hypnotherapy i've never done that i've always liked it as entertainment so i've never had any real horror stories the closest i had to something being bad was still pretty funny in that there's a friend of mine who's really susceptible and like to the extremity where if i called him up right now and said sleep over the phone he would just talk out all the way over in scotland i mean it's crazy but we had him doing all sorts of things. Like the, we played the floor is lava game with him where the floor was lava to him. Oh, he no. jumped up on a radiator that was scalding hot and was happy enough there. And the radiator like fell off the wall. It was, it was, it was actually, it was away in a summer camp when I was like 17, Thank when I was you. first learning hypnosis properly. The worst thing that happened with hypnosis, two things was once I hypnotized a girl to think she was, I think like some sort of like reptile or something. She was crawling about. I just went head first into an expensive painting. That was like wrestling up along, or they had a glass frame, so it smashed that and everything. That was Out pretty of bad. All the places, it's I know. And she had a scar from it as well. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, there's some things aren't in your control, but you do have to play safe. And then the one time that was kind of bad was the first time I ever hypnotized someone. I was reading a book on how to hypnotize people, and I was obviously you know enamored by this and was going, oh my goodness, and I do this and do this. All right. And then I was like, oh, I have to head out. I'm going to my my friend's party. So I went out. I was maybe 15 maybe younger, got to the party. It was like a bonfire on the beach or something and went up to one of my friends, Rory, took his hand, did what's called a handshake snap induction, put him to sleep, bang, sleep. And he's just bigger than me, fell onto me and I couldn't hold him. So I had to put him down on the floor. But of course, I've only read half the book, so I don't know how to wake him up. So he's now 
<laughs> so I just had to wait. Far. I just had to wait for him to eventually stir, and up he gets, and he didn't know what had happened, and I had to kind of explain to him afterwards. So always finish the hypnosis book or the hypnosis course before yeah. you go out and start snapping people to sleep. That is, that <laughs> is the like, strangest bit of advice I've ever heard, but you know what? It's like a really <laughs> it's, good it's thing advice for life. Yeah, it is. You know, hypnosis is weird though, bro. Because whenever you start learning it, always in the back of the head, you're always thinking, "Is this real, or is this just some sort of joke? Is it all just people playing along?" And then eventually you do it, and you go, "Oh, this is actually a thing. Oh my goodness, this is is real." And that's a really strange moment because you feel like you have so much control over the person very suddenly. And then once you do it once, you kind of get addicted to it. Of course, every single person reacts differently to it, and not everyone's going to be as susceptible. But it's a pretty crazy skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to learn hypnosis, and then they actually thought I was too oh, evil, evil. So they just said, Daniel, just you chill out with that. <laughs> you're, you're too evil. Yeah, See, no. the thing is, as well, is with hypnosis, like magic, there's a, a wall you have to go through, which is really difficult which is you have to be willing to do it and get it wrong, which can be really embarrassing. Part of it is you're more likely to get it wrong if you don't seem confident. So you have to go out the first time you do it and you have to act like you've done it a hundred times before and be absolutely willing for it just to not work. And once you've had it not work 20 times and you suddenly realize, oh, now I can make it work, it gets easier. Yeah. Have you ever been doing a trick on someone? I know you said earlier about guys at bars. Has there ever words? Has there ever been someone that you've uh, done a trick for and halfway through you've just thought, this guy's not great or, or this is going to go, yeah. yeah, you know, this guy's All the time. Great. And it's, it's most often guys who are just a few years older than me. Uh, typically, it'll be like the alpha male of the group. Yeah. But I mean, when that happens for the most part, you just, you're better off just going, all right, folks. Because like, if you try to fight back at it, it makes it so much worse and suddenly you're trying to prove something to them. That's something I had to learn personally as I always wanted to for years impress people. That's typically why people get into magic anyway. That's less of my reasoning for it now. But if I saw a guy who wasn't impressed, I would do everything to impress him. But of course, the more they can tell that, the more they're just going to feel higher status and push back at you, right? So sometimes people are genuine just like, nah, I don't think magic's good and you can win them over. But for the most part, if someone starts off in a bad mood, then you're almost better just focusing all your positive energy on the people who are enjoying it and usually what i find this is just a little social dynamic tip anyway is if someone is giving you grief whether you're performing or just chatting if someone is just don't give them that attention put all your attention on the other people eventually you're going to win them over and they're going to look like a tool for being a prick to you in the first place yeah and that happens when you're doing close-up magic because of course you're going in saying look at me look at me look at what i can do yeah and by nature, you're put, trying to put yourself up on a pedestal, right? But if yeah. most magicians would do that. If you just go in like an average person, when I perform close-up magic now, I go in and don't tell people I'm a magician for the first 30, 40 seconds of conversation. Just chat with them first, get on their side, and then do it way better. Yeah. Yeah. Having said that, we did have one recently where a guy kind of snapped at us. Oh. I say we. Nice. One of my friends, Lee, who is he's just an absolute hero. And in fact, Lee, I'll have to remind him of this story. It's funny. We were on a night out in Belfast and this was just before lockdown and we decided that we were going to do this thing where uh, we can he's a magician as well where we both uh would take it in turns to do card tricks but the way we were going to do it was put our hands through the other person's arms and approach people doing tricks but like with my arms through his and you'd be surprised on a night out how many people didn't clock that it wasn't his hands or my hands so we go up to this one group of people and there was an alpha male there and immediately i just even from behind Lee, I was like, oh, this guy's a loser. Like, there's no way we're winning these guys over. And the rest wanted to see it. 
but he we were doing the trick very clearly making a joke out of the fact that it's not Lee's hands but this guy in his deluded little mind thought that he had figured the trick out because he realized that they weren't his hands he thought that was the trick so he he was just oh I know it's not right we're like oh there it's Sherlock of course that's not, these aren't that's actually not your point. hands and Lee's just the boldest person in the world and he I can't remember what he said to him but whatever he said didn't die well I just oh, so the hands like out of there like you yeah. have to fight the guy <laughs> as Lee has <laughs> you literally could go start going like this and the guy would think you're fine Lee be like what are you doing Joe? Joe, what are you doing exactly. <laughs> well this you know? is it and the funny thing is some people genuinely the whole trick wouldn't realise that it was the other person's hands that, that was a strange night we also convinced uh, we also convinced some group of people that that guy Lee was a billionaire and that led to all sorts of things but you'd be surprised people fall for all sorts of stuff like as a magician you do realise that People are really smart, but they're also, if you just say something in a really convincing way, people are pretty gullible, like for the most part, including me. You can convince people of almost anything if you have some sort of social proof there. Yeah, no, fair enough. That, it's that a big thing fun. in magic. I mean, magicians are just actors pretending yeah. to be magicians, really. Yeah, if you, yeah. Don't have the, if you don't have the stage presence, then that, that takes a lot of it out of it. I, I, you know. Oh, 100%. I mean, my favorite magicians are and the biggest magicians in the world aren't the most technically skilled magicians on the planet, not by any means. In fact, probably closer to the bottom side compared to the incredible sleight of hand artists throughout today, but that's not what it's about. Lay people is, or muggles or normal, regular people who don't know magic mm-hmm. don't care about how good your double undercut side steal yeah. with a deck of cards is. They just want to be entertained for the most part. Mine is pretty impressive, but yeah, I mean, some people think I was about to say, I didn't see you well the cards. No, I, I, I didn't even spot it. It was so good. Yeah, I can turn them invisible and everything. Um, you know, out of all the tricks I've seen you done, that has to be, that's the worst. Yeah. And that's saying something like, <laughs> you know, I've seen you do this like 30 times and that was, that was the worst one. Um, yeah, that was the worst. There's been several tricks where I've just halfway through went, this is bad idea I, i've got plenty of cards it's just wrong i think one of those times that you were doing that i went i went back we were at this new foster and i went back to my room to charge my phone or something and then he goes daniel sprints and he goes i need you to come sit back down the table i need you to come sit back down the table right now <laughs> and i'm like what and he goes i've told him i'm way to the toilet i'm gonna go to the toilet and you're gonna come back in i was like hey guys have you seen daniel and they're like no he's at the toilet i'm like well okay maybe i'll just sit down at the table then and wait for him <laughs> You know, just really robotically say, and Absolutely then just on the table again. Unbelievable. You know? But you know what, though, it, it yeah. gets worse. The more you're known as being a magician, the more people expect it to be good. Yeah. Like back in the day, whenever I would approach people, uh, like at tables, when they didn't know that I was decent at magic, you could set the, the barrier of entry really low. So then when you do something good, it's really impressive. But if people have come to see a show and they paid money for a ticket, you have to be good. So if something goes wrong, then it's yeah. so much more embarrassing. Yeah, there was yeah. one time it was really bad. And there was usually you can get out of it, but there's only been one time on stage where I just haven't been able to get out of it. And that was, uh, well, two times. One was worse than the other. Once was a big prediction effect where I had a prediction hanging above the stage with a big word on it. And basically, I predict a word from a newspaper, but I yes. became painfully That's aware awesome. halfway through. Well, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we can do that trick, yeah. yeah. Well, I became painfully aware of the fact that I didn't know what the word on the scroll was about halfway through the trick. Mm-hmm. And I was like, right, it has to be. It's, you just got to go for it. I was like, right, yeah. I think it's this word. So I went for it, and the scroll came down, and no, wrong word. Exactly. That's yeah. it. Like, there's just no, yeah. there's just no way out of that at that there's point. That's it. Game over. There's nothing worse yeah. than... Go you know, it would be amazing if if you got if you predicted a word and then you rearranged it and it came out as the actual word you were looking for. Like that's a good. 
Well, to be fair, that wasn't as bad as the time I was doing a cabaret show and I brought a girl up on stage and there's a trick I do all the time where I fill a glass, like a pint glass up with like water or whatever drink it is. I usually borrow it and then turn it upside down. The water stays in the glass. I put it over the person's head, pull like a piece of paper away and while well, the water's levitating. Oh, dear. And yeah, if you do enough shows, something's going to go wrong. I, I don't know what I did, but lack of, uh, lack of preparation maybe or just lots of awareness that water came flooding down on a poor girl's head and like she was i mean it was a cabaret show so she was done up to the hills i mean full makeup and hair splashed water all over i think what it was she was walking up the stage and thought yeah i don't like this girl douche water everywhere (laughs) Uh, i did do it on purpose once actually i did do it on purpose (laughs) because i knew i would get away with it it was in the magic room and there was who was with five of his kids and he was just a happy like clowny oh, dad just no. trying to make his kids laugh and the kids were responding but like the magic is a bit more adult i always say that show is better for 10 plus like you have to kind of, there's a lot of mind reading in the show mm-hmm. so the kids were kind of enjoying it but it wasn't their thing so i knew if i just spill water over this dude's head these kids are gonna go nuts yeah so i kind of gave him the look uh, and he would be cool with it and splash the water he was bald like so it didn't make a difference and he was that was it he was happy out just a bit of slapstick just as what like, yeah about, the know. kids went mad for it and afterwards <laughs> we had a tile <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, one day one day it's gonna happen i know yeah. it. i haven't been punched through magic yet but we'll see uh-huh. well if you're coming towards you you could just do your hypnotherapy on them and just pin their sleep here True. That is true. That is true. I, I don't. I don't have this. I don't have the speed or I don't have the awareness to do that outside of the magic. I'm, I've always said to myself, I need to learn some sort of martial arts or something because I am so useless at anything like that. I, mm-hmm. It needs to be an extra little weapon of my arsenal in case that ever happens. Yeah. I don't. Yes. No. Maybe. Um. But we've got fight. we've got a few listeners' questions here. The favorite part of the podcast. Um, so Ollie Scott, uh, he was actually on the podcast last week. He says, nice. "Do you play any sports or hobbies?" I used to play sports when I was forced to in grammar school. I used to. I played football for years. I don't right now. Sports has never been my thing. I mean, I I like getting exercise, but <laughs> I don't play sports. My other hobby outside magic would be music. That was my thing in school. So I, I play a whole bunch of instruments and. I was more the music kid than the magic kid for school for the most part. Yeah. Uh, even though I was you know, piano and drums and guitar and that sort of thing, that would be my... Not, like, that would be a class, a music slash magic show. Where you, like, you well, just, we actually went down that route for a while. Was A couple of my stage nights we've done it, but the difficulty is, is getting a piano to the venue. <laughs> it's always the difficulty. It's rolling but if there's ever a piano there by chance, we do it. Well, we did once roll a piano into, into a space. Let me tell you something messed up. Have you guys ever been to... Uh, space in Bangor, you know the tech. I thought you were going to say you guys have been to space. I thought <laughs> we're not that good. I was there last space. week. All this this current stuff. Just, uh, I've had enough. I'm off to space again. Uh, no. <laughs> but have you ever been into that theater before? Yes, I think I think I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Right. Let me tell you something messed up a bit. Now they have a grand piano in that theater. Okay. But you can't get the grand piano into the auditorium because they built a single door. That you so there's a grand piano in the venue, but you can't use it because it's blocked by a door. Uh, whoever engineered that, that is that was a, a bad move. So we actually get the piano in itself. You know, just... We had to, yeah, we had to. We did a show in there. We had to bring our own piano in because we couldn't get the piano in the venue into the venue. Um, that's that's just bad design. That's just bad design. <laughs> yeah, that point, right? It's the same thing I would do. Sort of mistake I would make. <laughs> Samuel, Samuel Beatty says, 
does Joe have a favorite trick? I do actually. My favorite trick is uh, both of them. My two favorite tricks are with are with a piano. Funny enough, because they're two that I do that I don't think anybody else does. So they're not. They're ones that are four stage. One of them that we did. Uh, we borrow a. Uh, well, this, if you ever come to my show and I'm doing this, act as if you're surprised by the outcome. Oh, but I, I borrow a wedding ring of a lady up in the stalls, but I don't go into the stalls. And she's asked to put it in her hands and hold it like this. Mm-hmm. There's a whole story around it, but basically the ring ends up tied to the piano string on stage without me ever going oh. back and forth. That's right. one of my favorite tricks. And whenever we develop that myself and my manager, Shane, who's um, also one of my closest friends, he was a magician as well. When we were coming up for that trick. We came up with the idea of it. And then we tried to figure out how we could do it. And we spent 48 hours with very little sleep trying to think of this way of doing this trick. And it's one of those things where when you know the secret, it's better than the actual mm. trick itself. Like that's the best yeah. type of magic is whenever, when you know the secret, you're even more impressed. But we had experimented with like pieces of invisible thread. We could like throw a ring from the top of the stage and like we go down past it. We had all sorts of crazy, stupid ways of doing it. A bunch of fish lines, of oh, whole bunch of... Yeah. Thing, and, and we ended up that. like thinking about it to be cargo hole on the piano, but we, we forgot all that. Yeah, I mean, I thought you were going to say the trick requires you go in, you ask for a lady's ring, you put it in your pocket, and you walk off the And you run out. You run out. Well, I did yeah, ring once when I was a kid doing a magic oh. trick. We were in Cyprus at my uncle's wedding, and I was doing tricks not for them, but for another couple. Oh, and I was doing thing. like a trick where, you know, you take a ring and... It disappears. Uh, it's meant to come back. It's meant to come back, but, but it, didn't. it didn't come back because I made it disappear. And then was like, oh, we'll get back to that later and did other tricks and then walked away forgetting that I was. The- and then they're like, oh, yeah, can we have the ring back? I'm like, where is that ring? Oh. Couldn't find it. Turns out it was in my pocket the whole time, really down in the bottom corner. But oh. for two hours, oh. the entire wedding party were searching around for this. Uh, it was an engagement ring, so they just got engaged. Yeah, and it was I in my pocket. I thought the, the trick time. just worked that, so well, just evaporated. Yeah, I was like, I told you. That would be one time that you really it back. Back. You know? That yeah. Would, yeah. That'd be me on a Bring flight. Bring it back, it's going to cost extra. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good marketing ploy to be fair. I'm telling you, yeah. You know? That's brilliant. I'll make your rent disappear, but you have to pay me an extra 20 quid if you want it back. It's that whole thing of, yeah, can you sell someone in half? It's like, yeah, most people can. Put them back yeah. together is the harder part. Yeah. Like you gotta, you gotta think ahead here. Ask specifically for what you want. One hundred percent. I mean, that's that's class. But yeah, I think we're. How much, what time are we up? Uh, it's time flies when you're. We're time. actually. I think we're actually about fifty minutes in, which is mad. Which oh, we're nice. Yeah. How long um, do your things usually last for? Well, I think about an hour, about an hour and ten minutes. Well, if you want to go, that's straight. But yeah, next ten minutes we'll follow it out of just, just staring into nothing. You know? Drivel. I love it. Yeah, yeah that's always exactly. the best part of a podcast is the bit at the end where they kind of run out and just go, yeah, just talk about something. Yeah. The thing is with us, I mean, when there's two of us, we can talk some pure nonsense, oh, you know. You know you, on, but here's like, the question. I don't, I don't actually have these. Good idea of the, uh, the tier list. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wrote out uh, just few questions i'm not gonna say them now because we've, we've went through pretty much all of them um but basically a few episodes ago do you know you know tier lists um like you've got uh, god tier a b c d e and f or well we we took out f and we named it the shadow realm uh, and we you put, you put things into the tier list and how good they are and how bad they are yeah. uh, okay. a, few, a few episodes ago i think it was about two months ago just before i think it was 10 days before lockdown yeah. it was mad because you look back on that now and you're like, you don't know how close like, to lockdown you actually were until you, you were. Yeah, um, not crazy. We, we did UK Suites 
um, skits and stuff. So from just just your own personal preference, I'd like to know right. from God tier down to the shadow realm, like a shadow, you wouldn't even go near it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When you put something in the shadow realm, it is gone. Disintegrated. Gone. Like that. There's Things no like coming back at that point. Gone. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I've just got a few items here. Um, okay. So a cream egg, a cabbage cream egg. Oh-hoo! Okay, so before I answer, just remind me, it goes God tier's top, right? Yeah, very, very. And like, then it's the cream and then what's the after that? Just uh, like like, it. like uh, a god tier top mid low shadow realm, just as simple okay. as that, you know. I would put a cream egg, like I gotta be honest with you, I would put it top tier, top tier. The issue with the cream egg, like I love the taste and everything, but the, the one issue is I always find that my teeth just feel so rank after I've had a cream egg, and that kind of ruins it for me. Yeah, yeah, and they're a bit of a pain to eat, but like we, yeah. it is worth it. I mean, I'm I'm not against a cream egg. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think I always you always have to like bite them in half and then you go from there you know or you you, or you really go, do you don't want to go full bite on a cream egg that's what you're all saying you don't want to go full bite because it's a dangerous just, reckless move really I, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. a choking hazard all in itself you know I mean, so I'm gonna keep embarrassing myself I made the mistake of doing that once and I was like I can just do this whole and I went in mm. and I was like no. Nah. I just did a bad thing. I shouldn't have done that. Nah, you've underestimated the cream egg there. Like, you uh, can't yeah, do that. Yeah, the worst you possibly do is um, next one, licorice. Ah, oh, licorice for me is it's low tier. Like, for me, licorice is low tier. I don't know what it is about it, but I just never enjoyed it. I mean, if you put nah. a gun to my head, I, I would eat it. But I would never go out of my I would never go out of my way to buy licorice. Never have I. Never will I. We we sent her down to the shadow realm. I think that's where we put yeah. it. But uh, I think we we um we had some items where you were like, it's like if they're there at the house, you go into the cupboard and there's some there. You're gonna eat them, but it's not. Yeah. So you'd walk into the shop and be like, oh, I, I want that. A hundred percent. We see the reason I didn't put it in the shadow realm there is because I know that my girlfriend's grandmother does love some licorice. And I'm oh. I'm not. Who am I to say that I won't one day go into a shop and exactly. buy some for her? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. yeah. Uh, so next, a custard cream. The next one. Can I just say how much I love this? This is this is yeah. this is better than anything we've talked about. But up to this, we, we we got through 40, 50 minutes just rambling about food, and it turned out <laughs> pretty good to be fair. So yeah. I'm gonna answer the custard cream. Yeah, forget because, your yeah. Go for it. Well, the, before I even say the custard cream, a similar game that you just may want to play sometime that myself, one of my good friends, Chris, play. Uh, is we name a celebrity and we have to say whether they're an A-lister to a Z-lister depending on how relevant they are and like you A-lister like the A-listers like you can't just say they're an A-lister like you might put The Rock as an A-lister mm-hmm. but like Johnny Depp because he hasn't been doing as much recently doesn't count as an A-lister anymore he's some, you have to be super harsh enjoy that game for yourself it has to be like anyway. in the moment you know I mean, exactly it's, not like, it's not, like where are like they now you've got Jennifer Aniston you took what 1999 today you put her at God tier Nowadays, you know, we're, we're still famous. Yeah, but like when she was doing her Adam Sandler movies, she might have been like B plus tier. Bumped up a wee yeah. bit, but... I mean, I think, I think well, it's going to say that we'll all go in the A tier after this. I think we're all... Absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's no question. We are the top I do, to be honest, I've put myself as like an R class before. Like, I had to face uh, myself. Because like TikTokers are, are low on the food chain, you know what I'm saying? I mean, we build our way up. Maybe like a bit higher once the TV show comes out, but I mean, you got to put yourself... You gotta know where you are. Yeah, the TV show. You've more. Here. You have more TikTok followers than Gordon Ramsay, and that's <laughs> a lot. Mad about you see Gordon Ramsay. My brother a couple of months back on TikTok, uh, 
like I'm, I'm not kidding here. There's this dance on TikTok. I, I'm gonna embarrass stuff here. Oh no! He came up with that, and he was the first oh. person to do it. Oh, and shit. like that sounds like all oh, my mate came up with this. He he actually did come up with it. I remember oh, being wow. there when he filmed it, and he did it. He was like day one of doing my dance that blows up, and on like day thirty-seven, yes. it blew up. Is that, is like, that Ethan? That's Ethan. Yes, yeah. I've seen so, like, that. Like yeah. Dench has done it since. Gordon Ramsay's done it since. Like a rugby player did it on oh, TV. I couldn't believe it. But Gordon Ramsay was the one for me. I was like, yeah, come on. I saw, I saw that, and I thought he was like joking. I thought he was like, oh, oh that's incredible. I didn't know that. He, he actually came up with it. Yeah, I could probably that's... send you like a screenshot of him doing it first. Oh, it's uh, so good. But like, not even like he was one of the first people to do it. Like he, he sat. He, and came... he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, really? that's anyway, the conceptualist, and he just went. I decided and... where I'm gonna place the custard cream. Oh, that's what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> now, just to be clear, like custard creams for me, I wouldn't eat often. They aren't in the house right now. But see when I see whenever I do eat a custard cream, it it definitely skyrockets up to God tier for me. Like for me, a custard cream is right at the top of the food chain for a biscuit. It's easily one of my top three. <laughs> I, I don't know. Did I put it in the low tier? I think I, you might have put it in low tier. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. Joe's like, and with that, we'll see you later. We'll so look, I mean, while we're talking about biscuits specifically, like if you want to know something that should be on the low tier, it's a biscuit, bourbons, you know, it's chocolate bourbons. Not for me. That's what we put in. That's what we put in. Yeah. I like where would you put I like the uh, Pink Panther ones? Where would you put those? Shadow Realm. Shadow yeah, Realm. Yeah. Stick like them in the Shadow Realm. This is the start of <laughs> Joel, this is the start of a beautiful friendship. So this, this is this is, <laughs> this is the best thing. You're like, Joel, I wasn't sure about you this whole yeah. time, but now, yeah. now See, when you get your opinion on the Pink Panthers and the Shadow Realm, like the deepest, darkest pits of the Shadow Realm is where they belong. Yeah, we, should start a, we should start a club and we just bring people into the Zoom meeting and we ask them their opinions on <laughs> bourbons and, and Pink Panthers. And we don't like 100%. it. We said them. Do people have those biscuits outside of Northern Ireland, like Pink Panthers, or is that a thing that we just I th- have? I think it's a, it's, it's a UK thing, as in yeah. you know, Scotland, Wales, and all that. Like, isn't Vita bread like strictly Northern Ireland? Yeah. Like that malt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just we were, we, were big gonna do, um, we were going to do US sweets and put them in a tailor, but we just said don't know them. every single one of them would either be Don't Know or Shadow Realm, yeah. you know? Yeah, this like, is it. Yeah. When I was out in the States a couple of years ago, I got I put on so much like weight just from sweets. Like I just sat in that Jolly Ranchers all day. They are nice though. They are nice. I brought That's home a couple of kilo bags of them as well. It was worth every every cent. Going back to the Vita bread. Oh no! Here, sorry, 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 sorry. My we've got we've got about three more <laughs> items left. Right, I love that sentence. Going back to the Vita bread. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that that's when you, you were like, when you were like, so uh, back to the custard cream, where I, I was like, you, you serious? <laughs> you forget what you're talking about because yeah. the custard cream that leads into a whole other thing. Oh, uh, I've got three more left for you. Podcast ever. Well, debatable. Come on, come on. Uh, we'll put that in quotes okay. and we'll, we'll market that. We'll market <laughs> that as class. Got three more for you. Maltesers. Ooh, Maltesers. See, I, I just associate Maltesers in my head now with the dogs because we feed Maltesers to the dogs as treats. Is that bad? Don't tell him we said that. I don't know uh, if that's allowed, but yes, absolutely. You can see the size of our dogs. <laughs> I don't personally do it. Just want to throw that out there, but we leave it alone. Anyway, Maltesers, where would I put that? Right, well, I'm in two minds here because I'll eat Maltesers if they're there, right? They, they, in terms of taste, they are high tier, but where I would put them... So, 
I would put Maltesers at the absolute top of the celebrations box. So does that make it like, for me, that might make it, I'm going to say high tier. I'm going to say high tier. In the celebrations tier list, it's probably, yeah, it's probably like S tier, but for this, we'll bump it down to high tier then. Yeah, exactly. Celebrations box tiering is important. Well, I mean, everyone has their own celebrations right? box. Um, next one, bounties, a what? bounty bar. Look, are you boys bounty boys? I'll tell you what I think. She's <laughs> like him. Uh, uh, well, well, Joel, it, again, this is another thing where we're like, we're gonna either keep you on the podcast yeah, or you'll be put it, you'll be put it off this very you're shit. Like, uh, Joel, we, we will ask the questions here. <laughs> well, look, I, every time I eat a bounty, I go, yeah. I never eat them because when I'm in the celebrations box, I go, that's the one that's not my favorite. Yeah. So I would put it, it's going to go, it's going to go low tier for me. That's, hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. It's okay. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> that is good. That is it's all right. It's that's, fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, and I think, well, the, the, you could turn around completely to the U-turn on us here, but we're going to end on a somewhat, hopefully a high note, a nice galaxy okay. bar. A nice galaxy bar. Well, the yeah. fact that you've said nice there gives me a clue as to where you <laughs> sit. On the top, no, but it's it's your tier list. We don't want to influence. So in terms of chocolate, right? Basically, I've got a gun. All right, I've got a gun. <laughs> yeah, I can see a little like red dot flicking through the window there. Now there's a look with Galaxy. I was one of these guys who, growing up, the only chocolate I would buy was Galaxy. That was it. Like I wouldn't even consider any other options. But now, as I've got older, I've actually re- replaced. I mean, this sounds very North Down, like middle class here, but I have, I've transitioned over to Green and Black's chocolate as my chocolate of choice. Ooh. Having said that, we're not talking about Green and Black's, we're talking about Galaxy here, and I'm going to put it... Let's get to the issue, lads. We're not talking about Green and Black's. I'm going to put it at God tier. I'm going to put it at God tier, because oh, I just, there's no criticism of it. You can compare it to other things, but it still sits at God tier. Yeah, 100 There's one thing... Um, there was one thing we really didn't like. I th- was it dip dabs? Was it dip oh, dabs? Kill no. me, no. <laughs> shadow. Yeah. Shadow. The bottom depths of the shadow realm. Actually, we a have a bag of one. weird powder. Like, what yeah. is it? I'm like, how yeah. do they still, how are these things still how they, sold? How do they sell them? Yeah. I think yeah. We, had, we actually had, uh, I think it was that bad. We had one underneath the shadow realm and we just called it death. And it was just, <laughs> just the dip dabs. The dip dabs goes the, in death. Into the, yeah, oh, dear. Down there. Well, bef- before you finish up the game, I want to know one, one or two other things that went in that would go in your shadow realm or your death realm. I'm curious. I got to think of one for myself. That I just wouldn't touch. Oh, I, I, I must say, I don't, I don't. I was gonna say I must say I don't like, but I have no idea what I'm gonna say. Uh, I must say I don't like. I, <laughs> It's a very childish thing to say, oh, I don't like this. I really don't like Brussels sprouts. Like, I just don't see it. Wouldn't be for you? Yeah. I just, I, How about you, Aaron? Do you like a sprite that's, yourself? That's the same for me, to be honest. If I'm having Christmas dinner, you've got the turkey, you've got the gammon, you've got <laughs> the chicken, you've got the roasties. Oh, oh, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's, 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 the, it's, the, it's, the, it's, a, it's almost an art form laying out the Christmas mm. dinner plate. Yeah, you know, it is, you've, it is. you've got the roasties, you've got the potatoes, you've got the gravy over the roasties. And you know what? If I'm, if I'm, in, a, I'm in the Christmas spirit, I'll take some carrots and I'll take some broccoli. Yeah. But I will yeah. not. And I mean, I will not take You broccoli. will not do it. 
Stephen Nolan in the corner. <laughs> I will not. It's fair. It's fair. Oh, yeah. Because like at Christmas dinner, you have to be tactical. Like you, you, you want because you're gonna get so full, you really do need to leave room for yeah. the stuff you want. And it, you, there's no point filling up and stuff that you're not absolutely committed to. Like I'd almost go to the extremity. Like I like vegetables and stuff, but Christmas dinner, I I will put veg very low down on the on the list of importance. Like I'll pile up on other stuff way way earlier. Here's, I think here's the worst thing you can do with Christmas dinner, well, any dinner, but especially Christmas dinner, is mm. like drinking so much slur before it. You've just, you're just Don't dying do slur, you know? This and year, then, mate, I was the first year, I just decided I, I won't drink slur this Christmas dinner. I just won't do it. I'll wait yeah. till afterwards, till I'm sitting by the fire or something, have a little yeah. glass then. I do like a, a glass of like mulled wine or punch on a Christmas day. Uh, I, I'm a, that, that's yeah. for me. If I could high five you through the screen, I'd add one hundred. Oh, you can, yeah. That's I think we're able to do that now with the new like unlimited Zoom time. That's one of the new features. Yeah, just. I felt that. This is gonna sound yeah. really weird, but we're talking about Stephen. I, I mentioned Stephen Nolan there about five minutes ago, but no, I'm sure Joel's gonna think this is the weirdest thing ever, and this is just a random fact. I don't know if I'm gonna on this. My mum used to live. Besides Stephen Nolan, as in like when they no were way. kids, like as in they used to be really good friends. Yeah. And his wristfish. And uh, boards were a bit flimsy. And she fell through Stephen Nolan's roof. No way. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And now I, you've got the Nolan show. I mean. Oh, that's crazy man. Yeah. I, I, I really would like to go in the old show actually we'll organise that when the television thing comes out because I've seen him react to magic before and it's, it's pretty fun like he, he reacts pretty well to it yeah no I've, I mean I can't but it fell show. through the like the, the just through the, that's that's crazy. I thought that was going to be a really lackluster story but fair play yeah. you, you, also up. can I ask does yeah. anyone else but Northern Irish people call it a roof space or do they just call it the attic, attic. Like, I'm pretty attic. Sure. they call it the attic mm. what it's a roof space mate it's yeah. in the roof. Yeah, My girlfriend and I always fall over this because, and I maybe it is a weird thing, but for some reason, I think it might be because my family originally are from Larne, like my mum's my side, and they used to always call it, instead of saying go up to the roof space, they would say go up through, which up makes through. no sense. They would say up through. And oh, just up whenever, through? Oh. Yeah, just up here. Yeah, it's up through. And that apparently that's not something that's said often, but yeah, that's, that's what we would call it. Well, I'd be like, oh, there's something that I need to get something out of this space. I wouldn't say I need to go up through to get something. Yeah, you know, yeah, we just say like something up through. Drug deal, you know. In time, <laughs> I'm gonna go up through. That's it. Sounds up like through has been put on the death zone. It's not allowed to be yeah. talked about. Yeah, it's just just either. instant death. Well, I feel like kind of crap now because for years I thought there was Lucy's family that were weird for not saying that, and now it's established that I think that's a that's completely our fault. So. The other thing I put in the shadow realm, I don't know how you guys feel about this. Maybe you guys love it. Maybe you guys hate it. I think it's one of those things you love or hate. Porch. I don't know what. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I like porch. I like a good it's porch. A bad taste. What was I, it? Porch. Porch. I, I I'm either here and you're wrong. Or I don't know what you're talking about. What is oh, it? Porch. Right, hold on. I'm gonna get. Hold on. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Might just be the way I'm saying it. Porridge, as in like the breakfast. Oh, um, porridge. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, porridge. Saying, oh yeah. sorry. I thought you were saying porridge, but it's probably just my saying Porridge. <laughs> porridge. But also, that's how we do set porridge. I've had to learn that, lads, honestly. See, since doing online video and doing TV or, or whatever it is, I've had to be so deliberate now with not saying Northern Irish words yeah. to Northern Irish. When I'm talking with other guys, like it'll, I'll just go back to normal. But yeah. for the most part, like I was yeah, doing a conference yeah. there where there were a lot of Americans. 
uh, and I did one conference where it was all American. And you'd be surprised how many times they just don't know what you're saying because we do say words wrong, like the word par. That is how you say the word. So you ha it sounds weird when you try and say it normal, though. You have to be like power. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. strange. There's another one we say. Do you know when we say scared? You say I scared. Oh, I was scared. Yeah. Like that's what I was thinking. Like for for them, apparently they re Americans really like our accents. I don't know if you find that. Yeah, it's true. Great. Yeah. But at the same time, they just can't understand us. Can't get and, it. Uh, yeah. Have you watched Have you watched Piggy Blinders? I watched the first season. It's so good. Yeah. Well, do you know um, Inspector Campbell? He was he was the Northern uh -huh. Irish. Sort of, apparently the American audience couldn't understand him in a screen test. Couldn't understand a word. He had a donut. That sounds about right. Yeah. I remember some guy from Piggy Blanders. I, oh, I cannot remember his name because I met him at, like the Cool FM uh, Christmas party this year and I, he was on a podcast so was I but yeah he's got such, they really do go hard on the Northern Irish accents. I'm not mm -hmm. sure when they have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah you have to be careful like I do a live stream every day, usually, or every other day on TikTok, and it's mostly, yeah. like, it's about 30% Americans on there now. And they all, they all go mad for the accent. Like, oh, the accent's amazing, the accent's amazing. But yeah. I'm convinced they don't know half of what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've almost got, like, two different sort of dialects. Where just yeah. Who you're going with, you know? Well, I mean, as um, I was saying, they're my family, my mum's side are from Lauren, and there's times I can't understand them. Like, it's, they have, like, a proper country. Like, whenever my two uncles yeah. start talking, I was like, nah, I... I don't even, I'm not even going to pretend that you were just said there. Yeah, yeah. like my, my, my uncle, my, my dad, my uncle will come in and he's like, rah, 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 and I don't understand every three words. And he would go to my dad and he'd be like, rah, 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 rah. and my dad would be like, oh, so I saw her last week, she's doing well. And I'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's a code, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a code. Hard. And, and you that's, know, that's really, us, you know? I'm really struggling to think of something that would be on my desk here. Or your desk. There's one for me that would be on my shadow realm because I just won't eat it. But like I know that it's it's something that everybody else would probably put in their god tier. It's your it's tier. Just a weird so this is it's very specific, right? And it's it's fried egg whites. Can't do it. Which I, I know people you. love. But here's the thing: I'll eat an egg yolk, or I'll eat a hard-boiled egg, like as in like the yolk, or I'll eat scrambled eggs, but just egg white. Can't do it. What, and it's really yeah. annoying because it is so good for you. Like a fried egg as well, I wouldn't be too fussed on. I don't know whether it's just because it's the way it's done on the pan or I just wouldn't. I'm a scrambled Extra egg. I'm having a fry though. I think it's like if you're having a fry, you're going to have an egg. But you, as you said, you wouldn't want to just eat the whites. Yeah. You know, that's just... Yeah, well, if I was having a fry, I would get the egg, but I just eat the yolk and wouldn't eat the white at all. I just leave or it. Or scrambled. Yeah, it, this is it. Myself and uh, my mate Chris, we used to, whenever I was just started school and I didn't really know what I was doing with my career and my life and had a lot more free time, we used to go to like, Cafe Brasilia in Bangor. don't know if he's been, but uh, and we used to go for a fry like twice a week. Uh, we had it, like, we had it down. We knew what we were getting, had it laid out perfectly. The ratio was just perfect, you know, unlimited tea refills. That was, the, that was some of the best days of my life there. I think what what my what I really strive to be to get in life is when I can walk into a restaurant and they be like, "You're right, Aaron, my first name," and I and I go, "Yeah, give me the usual," and I sit down. That's oh, that's par. That's par. That right you know, I do gotta tell you, there's only one time like like having online followers has its benefits, as in you, it can be your job. But sometimes you get freebies like now and again if you oh. get recognised or whatever. And there's, I can't say where in case any of the staff get in trouble, but there's my favorite place to eat. Now I give me free food whenever oh. I go in. Because, and man, it is, it is the, I mean, 
if I got nothing for the rest of my career, like if I didn't see another penny, you would be sad for me. Every I, that would be me. I'd be sorted. Yeah, absolutely sorted. I'll I, tell you what it is when the when the thing's over. Okay, but, well, there's nothing right. I like more than to just to have that that ball. And I think it's class. I mean, you've done it is fun. Yeah, a free food or what, or just both. You know what? Everything I want. <laughs> Do you know what they will tell you truthfully? Like the best time to build a following is is during a pandemic because it doesn't go to your head. And I'll tell you for what because I haven't left the house and seen people since I've like we've I've gained about like two and a half million followers say in three months, which is like it doesn't it doesn't even feel real. But because I haven't actually seen anybody and had it like be like oh you're so great, it doesn't go to your head. And yeah. I think it would do people a world of good if whenever they are building up a following like that, they don't go out and about because. I've seen influencers that that's happened to, and it's yeah, so much easier to just keep yeah. keep your head down and keep going if you're not seeing the like social respect for it. I guess I it's gonna hit you when you come out though. Whenever well, maybe I mean, it's, obviously it's lovely. There's not honestly, there's nothing nicer than than people come up and saying they like your videos or whatever. That is the yeah. best thing in the world because you spend all these years trying to get people to watch, and then when people start watching, that's sick. I'll tell you the weirdest time I was recognised. Two worst situations. Because most of the time it's great, like people come out and ask for a photo, although that's going to get harder now with social distancing. That's fine. But one time I got spotted, um, my girlfriend had just been in a lingerie shop in Victoria Square. And I walked around with her and we walked out together and there was just, there was a, a group of older ladies that were there wanting photos like, right yeah. outside of the lingerie that shop. That was a pretty weird one. Yeah. And then the most, not that it was awkward, but the most surreal one was I was in McDonald's and as I often am. And by the way, McDonald's is open again, everybody, for drive-thru. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, as of today. So we got a little drive-thru today. Social distance yeah. responsibly, folks. Lovely, but uh, we, uh, I was in the, in the bathroom. I walked into the bathroom. And as I walked into the bathroom, there's a little group of like teenage guys like, like that there. And I, in my head, I was like, all right, that's like, that, that in itself isn't that weird because they're about the right age and stuff. So I went into the locker and I heard them call it. They're like, Joel... Are you, are you the guy from TikTok? I was like, yep, yeah, folks, all right. Yeah. And then you could hear them say, give him some privacy. So they went yeah, outside. Yeah. Then I came out after, like, I'd finished up, washed my hands, came out. And then they were standing there and they're like, Joel, you're probably not going to believe us here. But that was the weirdest thing that's ever happened because we were literally standing in the bathroom watching some of your videos and you just walked in through the door <laughs> as we were watching no, your TikTok. It's a real videos. magic trick. It's a real magic trick. I was like, trick I know, that's what I do. You watch my I'll just appear. It's like, no, I, that I know, was a weird one. I know I said earlier, we're like the trio of A-listers. No, I know, I'm, I'll, I'll admit, I'm not the most famous person in the world by a long shot. Really? Yeah. No, just a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm close, but I'm not. I'm not I mean, you're up there, like. Yeah, 100%. But, like, uh, I, like I've got, like, 400-something subs on YouTube and like you know no one no one watches me and this guy and I was at a caravan park and you'll never believe this my dad is friends with uh, a teacher that I know and uh, I was I was in this caravan park he was with me and I was playing like football with his teacher and uh, these three guys came out of nowhere and were like are you Dan in Houston and I was oh my goodness, like, I turned great. around to look at the guy, he was gone. Like he was, he was, he he, he sprinted, and I was I, surreal. Like I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah. The fact that the fact that anyone even watches these videos is class. Never mind. Man, it's the best feeling in the world. If you ever, because man, I I've been there with. I remember my first YouTube channel. I started out doing magic. I think the most subscribers I ever got on it were like two fifty, and I was doing that for years. But it, 
the way I look at it is obviously you always want more and it's very easy to get caught up in the numbers. And I certainly do as well, especially as the numbers get bigger. Mm-hmm. Like I used to absolutely wet myself when I went up a hundred followers on Instagram, but now it would, you get some, you can get like a hundred followers in 10 seconds on TikTok. Like it's yeah. crazy. crazy. But at the same time, it's, you got to remember they're all people. So it's still four. Could, could you imagine sitting in a room and there were 400 people sitting watching you do something yeah like it when you put it like that it's a lot weirder you know yeah. and it's yeah. quite it's quite cool yeah and yeah. by the way as well like i know people uh actually in the same world as i in the magic world who have 400 followers who make 10 times the amount of money i do doing what they're doing through social just because they're clever about their and their fans are like actual real die hard fans you know yeah no, so it's I, not it's about going deep rather than going really wide sometimes I'll, I'll tell the you only sort of experience i have of getting like not recognized is but like comic cons and stuff if you go in cosplay and people get pictures with you, and it's like that that's nice enough but it's not like you're being recognized you know what i mean it's i've like never been to comic con or anything i absolutely love to do one of those so much fun good. i would I, love to do yeah, that I'll tell you, a story. you could go as a gambit from x-men you know i thought about that before yeah yeah that's uh, a good idea uh, yeah. people your I'll tell you a story just before we go here. Do you know, do you ever hear yeah. of the comedian Shane Todd from here? Yeah, know. yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, well, um, about in sort of September time, uh, I sent him this podcast and I sort of was like, big fan of your stuff, you know, I'd love to do it's that simple. sort of thing when I'm, when I'm older. And, uh, and I said, I'd love to do that when I'm older. Here's my, here's my stuff, you know, if you want to check it out. He checked it out, and then he, he does a podcast as well, and that's part of the reason, you know, seeing all them doing it is part of the reason why I've started. 100%. And, uh, and he was asking for questions, and I thought, oh, this will be some better if I turn around and say, have you listened to, you know, the podcast that are? <laughs> so this went on, and he listened to it, and he put the actual podcast on his and everything, and you can hear us in the background. It's brilliant. And then, no yeah, so, and then this went on genuinely for must have been, a month or two, like it just me asking, and it became sort of a bit of a, like a, a gimmick to his podcast. And, uh, yeah. and then uh, he was doing a gig at I don't know if you the theater at the mill in Mosley. Um, yeah, I know it. Yeah, and he and uh, I thought this this mug I have right here of of the podcast. Yeah, brilliant. So I thought here's what we'll do: we'll put on the side my name Shane Todd, and I listen to the doorcast. Put it in the oh my podcast, goodness. and then after. He, uh, after the gig, it was waiting for him at the mill, and I couldn't get to the gig, but he then put it up on yeah. the Instagram story that night, and he, he did a reason. Unreal. Um, and I actually asked him to come to the podcast ages ago, and he completely ignored me. But, I mean, you know, <laughs> let's hope one day. But uh, Look, I'm sure, yeah, he's, I'm sure he's a, he's a super busy guy. I know, yeah. fair play to Shane as well, because I remember whenever I was in secondary school, myself my friend Andrew used to wet ourselves watching his, uh, watching oh, his skits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the longest time, I didn't know that his name was Shane Todd. I, I thought that his Mike Revolver character was real when <laughs> I was a kid. Like, I didn't realise yeah. that he was a comedian. And I yeah. thought he was just him kind of taking the mick out of himself. Yeah. But I you know, fair play, because he's taken that and, and built himself a big stand-up thing. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. Uh, but I've, I've now got an image on my phone from, from that time of him holding up a mug. Uh, so that's, that is brilliant. What time that is the best, man. I think we're, we're actually about an hour and a half in, if you can actually believe that. Which Quality content, boys, from Custer yeah. Creams to Shane Todd this, to Magic. It's been, it's, it's been it's, fun. It's been the longest podcast. This will hopefully go out tomorrow, which is the anniversary, the one-year yeah, anniversary of the podcast. So. Oh, hey, congrats, by the way. That's, yeah. that's Thanks very much. Yeah. Not a big achievement. We've done 13 episodes over a year. <laughs> 
So we'll just, yep. that's just over yep. one a month, so I'll like it, yeah. I'll talk to you after we finish off here, but I, uh, I just want to say thanks very much, obviously, for coming Thank on. Thank you. It's been, it's been, been a really Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. Thank you, Aaron. Had a brilliant time, and, and hopefully when this lockdown's over, we'll get out and make a few videos together and stuff like that. 100%. Yeah. I'm going to hang out. It's going to be fun. Brilliant. Uh, but yes, thank you so much for watching the, the 13th episode of the year of The Door. <laughs> thank you so much to, to Joel for coming on. Yeah, all links and socials in the description. Yes. Not that it's gonna oh, thanks, guys. help at all. No, no I really appreciate it. All, thank, but you, like, you know. thank you. Here's, here's hoping that uh, we're, we're still around in a year's time. Jeez, Absolutely, but, yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll do another one in a year. I'll, well, we should, we should every come back year, year. Yeah. anniversary, we just ask Joel and see what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> thanks very much for listening. People are sick of me. <laughs> thanks very much for listening. We'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye bye.